Welcome to Fearless Mom. We are, as my daughter Emily would say, P-U-M-P pumped to be wrapping up our Pirate Parenting Series. This is the last of five installations, and we are going to talk today about the importance of and how to teach our children all about honesty. Um, you know, Pirate Parenting is the relentless pursuit of happy, healthy adult children. That's our goal. And we've been talking about how by looking at just these four principles, we believe that if you can clarify your vision, you can actually simplify the overwhelming task of motherhood. And so all the decisions that we have to make every day, it'll help you see what are the important ones and what are the ones that aren't so important. Just by realizing that there are four primary principles in pirate parenting, that was a tongue twister, um, that will help your child, will set your child up for his or her best life. And those are authority, responsibility, gratitude, and honesty. Get it? A-R-G-H, arg, like a pirate. Um, authority, responsibility, gratitude, and honesty. And today, we're going to wrap up with honesty. And I'm super excited. So before we start, let's welcome in our online moms. Online moms, you may be by yourself. You may be with a church group. You may be in a home. Wherever you, you are, you're listening, you're watching, we hope that you feel this group of Austin moms cheering you on. We are for you. You can do this. So let's start with a word of prayer because I can already feel myself talking faster. So I apologize and I've got a lot to say. God, we thank you so much for this day. I thank you, God, for the church I thank you for technology. I thank you for all these moms in this room and all the moms listening and watching. God, I ask right now that you settle our hearts, settle our minds, open our eyes and our ears to see and hear what you want us to see and hear today so that we can be the moms you've created us to be, to raise up these children to be the men and women that you've created them to be. We thank you. We praise you. We call on you in your name, in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Uh-oh, and everybody said? Amen. Yeah, I need a little response today, okay? So um, I love this time of year. I love springtime. I love working in my yard, and because mainly because I love sitting on my porch, and I enjoy sitting on my porch more if my yard looks good. And so I love new mulch. I love flower beds. I love picking um, you know, what flowers we're going to put in the beds. Um, but the one thing I don't like about this time of year is when all of the weeds start popping up. And so I have noticed something about those weeds that if I stay on top of them, if I pull them right when I see them, mainly just the ones I can see from my porch, um, if I take care of those, then they're pretty easy to stay on top of. But I have to do it regularly, and I have to stay on top of it. I have noticed, though, that if I choose to ignore some weeds, if I choose to, there was one that was a little bit farther away, and I thought, I'm not going to address it, it literally grew into a weed tree. <laughs> the trunk of the weed was about that big around. <laughs> I thought, well, that's not going to be too much of a problem. But because I allowed it to grow and did not address it, it became much more involved. And Mac and Joseph had to get involved. And, you know, to their, uh, you know, pleasure, so did the chainsaw. And so this is the deal. Weeds are like dishonesty. 
if we stay on top of it, if we address it when it's small, then yeah, we can just run out there and take care of it easily. And if we're not careful, then yes, the weeds will grow. And if we're really not intentional, they will overtake the life that your family was meant to live. So honesty and dishonesty, it's a big deal. And so we are going to talk about what exactly that means. Because everybody in the world would agree that lying is wrong right we would all agree lying is wrong we would all agree yes honesty is the best policy honesty is definitely the way to go but studies show that a remarkable amount of people a remarkable percentage all say but yes i'm dishonest so where is the Where's the break there? Where, where are we missing the boat? So we're going to talk today about exactly what is honesty, why is it important, and how can we teach it to our children. So I would love to start with talking about exactly what it is. Let's get on the same page with our vocabulary. So we're going to go with honesty. Everybody understands that honesty is complete truth. Honesty is complete truth. I don't think there's any dispute there. Honesty is complete truth. Then I'm going to swing, though. Dishonesty is untruth. Dishonesty is untruth. For instance, if I say, child, yeah, I'm talking to my child, did you take the cookie without asking? Honesty is, yes, I took the cookie without asking. Now, keep in mind, the child has crumbs all over their mouth, okay? So the honesty is, yes, I took the cookie. Dishonesty is, no, I didn't take the cookie, and it's falling out of his mouth, you know, as he says that. So everybody understands honesty, dishonesty. But the fact of the matter is, it's that ocean of gray in between where most of us live. And that is mishonesty. Mac has termed that mishonesty. So we have honesty, everybody agrees, yes, that's the way to go. Dishonesty, no, that's bad, lying is bad. But what we need to understand and how to enforce and how to raise up our children to see it is that sea of gray in between, that dishonesty. Because I think that's things like, um, <clears throat> I didn't know I was supposed to ask for the cookie. Or, um, I forgot that you told me that. You see what I'm saying? So now you're nodding your head, understanding. And that is not just children, FYI. Dishonesty would be where many of us live. Um, Joseph uh, is a good kid. He is 21 now, but I mean, he was a good kid early on, and he's such a pleaser. And so because he always wanted to please, I really had to watch him, you know. And I think with that dishonesty, because he just didn't want to disappoint, you know. And so I think if you have a compliant or an easygoing, you have to watch twice as hard sometimes to stay on top of it. Um, but Joe, one day, he was in high school. And um, it was about time for him to leave for school. So Mac uh, hollered back, hey, buddy, are you ready? It's about time to go. And Joseph responded, I'm almost ready. Uh -huh. It was very obvious that he was not almost ready. The fact of the matter was he was dead asleep. To Joseph's defense, he really was almost ready because it takes him about two seconds. But, but that was not the point at the time. So he said, I'm, I'm almost ready. And I told Mac, I said, he's not almost ready. He was asleep. And so when he came out, Mac said, buddy, I need to talk to you about something. Now keep in mind, Joe's a good kid. He's a good kid. But it was dishonest. And so we, and yes, he wasn't on drugs. He, he was making great decisions. They were 17 years old, but we're going to address it because it's 
not honest, and our goal is honesty. So, Joe, do you understand, um, you know, when I asked you if you were uh, ready, or if I, when I said, come on, and you said you were almost ready, that was not honest, was it? And Joseph said, no, sir, that wasn't honest. And he said, Joe, this is the thing. Um, it, was a it was a reflex to you to say, I'm almost ready. He said, my concern is that that dishonesty was your reflex. Because we know that your reflex is a reflection of your heart. So if you go back to, um, you know, guard your heart for it, you know, determines the course of your life. We had to address the reflex because the reflex was dishonesty. And so, yes, Joe got consequences. And yes, there are people that are like, are you kidding me for that? Yes, for that. We gave it. They weren't monster consequences. But we said to him, Joe, we believe that you can be honest. We believe that that's what God has created you for. And we believe that you were dishonest right there, so you're going to have some consequences. Was he happy about it? No, he wasn't happy. But he understood our system. Here's the bar. You perform below the bar. You have consequences. Boom. So it wasn't a big discussion. Because we had that culture in our home, and because we had the culture in our home, we played many games together. We watched many movies together. We spent a lot of time in the backyard together. Do you understand how you can give those consequences, and even when those kids don't understand, they trust you? Because of the time you put in. All of the pirate parenting principles, when it comes to discipline, it comes to enforcing them, you have to remember all of this is built on a foundation of relationship because we need our kids to trust us. They won't always agree, and they will kick and scream, but they believe in the end that we are doing it for their good. So, yeah, we did give consequences because that's our responsibility. Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. That's my responsibility. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. We knew that my job, you know, it's parenting, our job, Mac and I, my job is to shape this child's heart, not just direct his behavior. So, yeah. We address the little things. And when it comes to honesty and dishonesty, you have to pray, God, help me to see the little things. Help me to see things as they really are. So let's talk about what honesty looks like. What is our bar? What is our goal? Because there is obviously some dispute in the world today about what honesty is. Because even though we would all say, yes, honesty is the best policy, we all agree that most people don't live honestly. So what does honesty look like? Someone who understands and embraces honesty never tolerates. Everybody say never. never. Does that mean sometimes? No. Never means never. Never tolerates mishonesty. Never tolerates mishonesty. And we're going to talk a little bit about what that looks like. And guys, this one is a really big deal for you to understand yourself before you can teach your children. So let's say you have babies and you're like, they don't even talk yet. How are they going to understand honesty? God is giving you this information so that you can examine your own view of honesty and how honest you are. Never tolerates mishonesty. Doesn't shade, skirt, or withhold the truth. That's dishonest. Shade, skirt, or withhold the truth. I would tell my children, if there's something you know, or if there's something you've done, and you know it would upset me, and you're not telling me because you know it would upset me, you'll sleep better if you go ahead and tell me. Your life will be better. And that's true, I know, yeah. Uh, sometimes, you know, I was like, and I'll find out, you know, um, which is true, which is true. I would always say, you know, just trust me, guys, I'll always find out. And it's much better if you share the information with me. 
Then if I find out from somebody else later. <laughs> so don't shade, skirt, or withhold the truth. Owns responsibility. What? This was another pirate parenting principle. The big deal about assuming responsibility. I mean, I think it's a big deal. It is a big deal. Not I'm a big deal. Whoa. Mm. Um, so owns responsibility for mistakes and mishaps. Owns responsibility. That means I take ownership of it. It was my fault, and I'm going to be honest about it. Hey, Mom, I broke the light switch in the bathroom. Hey, Mom, I'm the one who um, forgot to feed the dogs. Hey, Mom, they come to me with the information. They own the responsibility, and they speak up about it because they'll sleep better. Encourages and expects honesty from others. So not only do they, um, they don't tolerate it, but they encourage honesty in their friends. They encourage honesty in all of their relationships, and they expect honesty from their friends. They encourage and expect honesty in their relationships. Here's the deal. We talked a lot about 2020 parenting. It's not about your four-year-old. And with Joe, it wasn't about sleeping late. He made it to school in time. It had nothing to do with that. It was about, hey, buddy, that's not honest. You know why? Because you're going to be married one day. And we don't do dishonesty in marriage. You're going to have a roommate one day. You're going to have a boss one day. You're going to be in other environments. Honesty is a big deal in every relationship in your life. Had nothing to do with school. Do you see what I'm saying? It's really about the heart and understanding what honesty is and guarding that bar. Because here's the deal. Mishonesty is normal, even typical, but it is not acceptable. And when we started the talk about pirate parenting, we talked talk about discipline. There are two kinds of behavior acceptable and unacceptable. And if it's unacceptable, we address it. It's not that big a deal. We don't have to get emotionally charged about it. We address it. I tend to get emotionally charged about dishonesty. And so I really have to take a step back. And I think I just want to go, did you think I was that stupid? (laughs) I mean, I get, I, I take it personally. So I have to take a step back and go, if I'm emotionally charged, if my response is disproportionate to the infraction, then I need to take a step back. And like, it's not about me and my feelings. It's not about me. And I'm hurt that you lied to me. It's not about that. It's about what God has for you. And it's about where the bar is. So you set the bar. Everybody say set the bar. You set the bar. P.S. That's the easy part. We just did it. You set the bar. Hard part, guard the bar. Easy part is set the bar. Guard the bar is the hard part. And you have to pray for wisdom, discernment, common sense, and awareness. Awareness. God, please help me see what is real, what is true. I pray that all the time. God, please help me see what is real and what is true and give me the courage to address it. Give me the courage to address it. Help me see it and help me address it. Honesty is great for everyone. So it's good for us to understand why it's so important so that we can give our kids vision for why it's so important. We told Joe, it's not about that you're late to school or that you lied to us and our feelings are hurt. It's about that was a reflection of your heart. And your life will work better the more honest you are. Relationships, there's so many studies out there about honesty. You know I love me some research. Relationships are closer and improve over time. Totally makes sense. It's built on a foundation of trust, if you're honest. Higher quality friends and associates, better physical health. The studies that are done that connect physical health with honesty are unbelievable. There was one done at Notre Dame, and they had them come in and talk every week. And literally, on the weeks that they would 
even if it's little white lies, whatever that means, that's still dishonest, when their lying would increase, their physical health would decrease. The studies show the direct correlation between honesty and physical health. Better mental health, which totally makes sense. You know, I only have this much brain capacity. So then, if I tell someone an untruth, now I have to remember who I told and keep that going. So now my blood pressure is higher. I am, I'm worried about it. So I am increasing the stress in my life. Just tell the truth. Tell the truth. Life is so much simpler when you tell the truth. Better mental health and less stress in your life. <laughs> you might want to write this one down. People trust you. Yeah, it's true. It's related. And you can relax and be yourself. You can relax and be yourself. Sometimes we get so wrapped up in what we think we're supposed to say, how we think we're supposed to feel, what we believe we're supposed to do, and it causes so much of the stress in our life. If we can just say, God, give me a vision for my life, and I want to live that out. That's all I want to do. That's my goal here. And so honesty helps you get there that much faster. It's amazing. Recent studies of teenagers, and this is what I think is so interesting. While over 50% of teenagers admitted lying, cheating, or stealing, 93% of those same kids, the ones who admitted stealing and lying and cheating, 93% of those said they're satisfied with their personal ethics and character. So it's not that they don't believe it's wrong. I mean, it's not that they, you know, they... They literally believe this dishonesty. They've missed the definition of honesty. We got honesty. We got dishonesty. And they're missing this right here. They're missing the dishonesty. We have an opportunity, particularly those with little ones, to say, "Hey, guys, here's honesty. Everything below that is dishonest. Everything below that. Here are some of the common lies." Oh wait, let me see. In addition, 81% of those teenagers said that when it comes to doing what's right, they are better than most people they know. They don't know where the bar is. They're saying the bar is, well, I don't lie as much as he does. Or I don't lie as much as she does. Our privilege, our responsibility is to equip our children and to say, here's the bar. Honesty. Period. And then everything under that is dishonesty. We have an opportunity to make their lives better. We have the responsibility. The ten most common lies... The ten most common lies, and you will, it totally makes sense. And this is where it falls into the dishonesty. This is where we're going to focus mostly today on just the definition of dishonesty so that then we can be aware and know what to address. We've already talked about how to give positive consequences and negative consequences. You just need to know what you're looking for and where the bar is. So the ten most common lies. Let's say you, I said to my kids, clean up your mess. Number one, I already did it when they didn't. That's a common lie. I didn't do it. I didn't make the mess. I'll do it later. That would be Joseph's favorite. He would say, yes, ma'am, and then not do anything, which is not honest. It's not even respectful. And so the yes, ma'am doesn't count until the obedience follows. Oh, how about this one? You left that mess in the kitchen. Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to clean it up. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that was my responsibility. Or I forgot. Or I, I didn't think you'd mind. Those are common ones. And guys, we've got to recognize if we ourselves are saying these things. Where's the bar for ourselves? Because um, Emily was a pro. Here's number seven. I didn't know that's what you meant. Yeah, oh, now I understand. I won't do that. I didn't understand. She was, I didn't know that was wrong to do that. I'm like, mm. 
finally, Matt goes, it's your responsibility to know. Because she would come back about that. I, I didn't know that was wrong. I didn't know you didn't want me to do that. Mm, too bad, it's your responsibility. You know, because that is, they know. And that doesn't mean they're bad kids. We are all born with a predisposition towards self-promotion and self-preservation. When you ask your toddler, did you eat that cookie? And he has cookie all over his face. And he says no. It's not because, oh my gosh, he's a big fat liar. He's going to end up in jail. He's going to steal. He's going to embezzle. No. He's thinking, what keeps me out of trouble right now? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's not that, it, it's, it's just, it's human nature. He's going to choose the path of least resistance. It's my responsibility. I remember a dad looking at me one time. I was with a family and it was a little child. He was probably two and a half. And he goes, he did it on purpose. He just disobeyed me on purpose. He's human. He said, that doesn't mean he's a bad kid. Our responsibility is to see it and to address it. It doesn't mean they're bad. I didn't think you were serious. Mm, Emily threw that one out a couple of times too. I didn't think you were serious. I'm like, oh, I'm serious now. (laughs) Um, uh, And here's, you know, it wasn't my fault and it was an accident. And sometimes, yes, it was an accident. And sometimes, yes, it wasn't their fault. I'm not saying every time they say that it's a lie. I'm saying our responsibility is to say, God, please help me see what is real. Help me see what is real and give me the courage to address it. I don't believe anyone ever has to be taught to lie. I think actually that is our human reflex. That is our unfixed heart reflex. So our responsibility is to equip our children to see it, to understand that cheating is wrong, lying is wrong, and you can be better. And here's the deal. It's so prevalent and it's so common that our kids aren't going to see that it's wrong until we tell them. Our kids will not see that it's wrong until we tell them. And that's our responsibility. That's our privilege. That's where parenting comes in. And um, we say, buddy, I know you ate the cookie. And we start to teach them that vocabulary very early. We begin to use words like, that's not honest. That was not the truth. I know you ate the cookie, and I'm going to give you consequences. And I was going to give you, not with a two-year-old. So I'm talking about now three, four, five. You can start this language. You were going to get this many consequences, but because you lied, it's now this many. But whenever you're dishonest, the D for dishonest means double the consequence, period. In our house, you know what? That was just a rule. If you're dishonest about it, the consequence doubles. I was going to take your phone for five days. Now it's ten. You should have told the truth. And they understand that dishonesty is a big thing. And so double the consequence, period. It was just a rule of thumb. There was no argument about it. They just knew. It's just it is what it is. Ultimately, our goal, uh, you know, we talk about, yes, the physical, you know, health uh, consequences of telling uh, lies, you know, is not good for you. Honesty improves your physical health, improves your emotional health, improves your relational health. But ultimately, we want to talk about your spiritual health. Our goal is that our children eventually understand how to go to God complete transparency, complete honesty, and say, God, show me what I need to fix. And and they are able to honestly reveal their heart. And if you don't believe in God, if you don't believe that that's ultimately your goal, here's the deal. All self-improvement is a result of honesty and humility. So even if you don't believe in the spiritual aspect of it, then you have to believe that any self-improvement requires honesty and humility. You have to be honest and see your flaws, honest with those around you to do any kind of self-improvement. Now, um, 
How do I teach honesty? We've already talked about using that vocabulary as early as you can. Number one, be aware of your overflow. Am I completely honest? Am I an honest person? Evaluate your own definition. Do I see mishonesty as dishonesty? Is my bar for myself complete honesty? Do you encourage your children to keep secrets from your spouse? You know, don't tell daddy. Don't tell daddy. That just FYI is not a good policy. Um, our rule of thumb in our house, the only reason, if, if you're keeping something hidden, if you're feeling like I don't want someone to find out, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. If you're feeling like you need to keep a secret, the only time it's okay to keep a secret in our house is if you're planning me a surprise party. And so that is our policy in our marriage. If you're keeping something secret, then is it a surprise party for me? If not, then we need to talk about it. <laughs> you know, maybe it's a present, that'll do. But it, it, whatever, no secrets in marriage. And so I'm not saying, but you're teaching your children when you say, don't tell dad this, you know, don't tell dad. Um, do you make up excuses for absences? Are you completely honest about why your child missed school? You guys, this is common sense. I just can't even hang there because, really? Um, do you ever tell half-truths, almost-truths, or you know the truth and you don't reveal it? Examine your own honesty. Are you willing to have difficult conversations with close people in your life? I'm not talking about, like, people you bump into in Target. Are you willing to have difficult conversations when you know that being honest will help the long-term health of the relationship? Sometimes, especially in marriage or in a close family or in best friends, Am I willing to be honest and have difficult conversations that may be difficult in the short term, but are going to help this relationship in the long term, particularly in marriage? Now, that intentional direction, we learn, we teach our kids through our natural overflow and through intentional direction. Watch for opportunities to praise honesty. Watch for opportunities to teach that vocabulary while praising someone who is being honest. If someone's honest on TV, if someone turns in, you know, lost and found, if you leave something, if you lose something at Target and you go up to the front and someone turned it in, you tell your kids, wow, some, I'm so grateful that someone was so honest. So use that vocabulary. And the main thing is look for opportunities to show the reward for being honest. Man, that person's going to sleep better tonight. I don't know why I always go back to that. Um, here is another one. This one's big, particularly if you have preschoolers, elementary. Dishonesty does not equal creativity, okay? Not, that does not mean your kid's really bright if he comes up with a clever way to get out of trouble. So we don't laugh about it. I had a friend, I remember this vividly. I was in probably middle school, and my friend had a little brother, and um, the mom had given him gum and told him not to chew it. And when she saw him, I don't know why this stuck in my memory. And she said, is that gum in your mouth? Did you put that gum in your mouth? And he went, oh, it jumped right in my mouth from my pocket. And all the adults laughed. And what did he learn? He learned, yeah, if I make them laugh, there's no such thing, I mean, you know, as consequences. And so was it funny? Yes. Have we laughed about it? Can we laugh about our children? Yes, not in front of them. Not in front of them. We laugh after they leave and go, holy mackerel, what was that? You know, and that's totally fine. But we don't tell the story in front of them and laugh with all the adults. They've just learned that honesty is, you know, yeah, ideal, but dishonesty is sometimes really funny. You see? 
Be aware of what you're doing. Don't laugh or retell those uh, stories. And yeah, I mean, do you have you have to have a zero tolerance policy with this with dishonesty? Zero, zero, and extreme. I mean, like double the consequences. It doesn't matter what it is. I had double the consequences for other kids at my house too. Like if I asked you something and you were dishonest, sorry, double the consequences. It's just a policy. With the boys, um, when they misbehaved at my house, like middle school and high school, they had to run stop signs because we had a stop sign about 200 yards from our front door, and so they had to run up and back. And so if I asked you if you did something, we had a few rules, and um, I would say two stop signs. And then um, if they uh, were dishonest about it, they knew. Like, oh, sorry, buddy, four, get on out of there. Um, so, yes, we, I enforce it even with other kids. Kids with whom I have a relationship. All of these consequences, all of this discipline is built on a foundation of trust and relationship. And when you're talking about trust and relationship with other people's teenagers, you're talking about snacks. Okay? So you just, you always have queso, you always have soft drinks, you eat healthy at your own house. I will always have Doritos and chocolate chip cookies. And so that is how you build that relationship, that foundation of trust. Sorry, I just have to throw that in there. Um, if you're caught doing something wrong, you're in trouble. If you lie about it, you're in double trouble. And I would say that. I would say, thank you for being honest. I'm so glad you told me the truth. You're going to have three days of consequences. Boy, if you had lied, how many consequences? How many days? Six. They just knew. And so we talk about that, and we reward the truth. Now, here is the deal. You have to pray for wisdom and discernment. Because there will be a time where you have an opportunity when your child has done something wrong that you know in a normal situation you would give a consequence for, but they come to you and tell you the truth. You will have an opportunity to pray and go, okay, what's bigger here? The infraction or the fact that they told me the truth? And so I have before you, can, and that is wisdom discernment. There is no blanket answer for this. But you say, you know what? I... You were wrong, and you should have consequences for that. But I'm going to say that I'm so happy that you told me the truth that I'm not going to give you any consequences. You will have an opportunity. Be careful. Kids figure that out real fast. <laughs> they'll start fessing up to everything, you know, <laughs> so thinking they'll never get in trouble. So be careful. Be wise. But see when you can praise honesty and when you can reward that, and there will be an opportunity. Um, that no shading, skirting, or holding back the truth. Um, and we don't talk about semantics. and Because, man, Emily was so good that she could convince me, like, well, she's right. I didn't really say that. I can see how she would think that, you know. And I'm like, she is either going to need or be a great defense attorney one day. <laughs> you know, I mean, she was on it. And so I had to be so aware. And I was always praying, God, please help me see what is real. Because she has a good heart. She has a great heart. But my responsibility was to point that out. Hey, you're being dishonest here we got to deal with it like it's dishonesty. And so, Emily, this was a big deal, if you have girls in clothes. Um, so it was a very big deal. Her age group, um, in kindergarten, they would roll their shorts up so they were shorter. If you look at children's behavior across the board, whether it's bad language, rolling your shorts up, hairdos, cussing, whatever, typically it's just to make them feel older. It's not rebellion. They're just whatever they can do to make them feel older. And so these girls, that was their thing. They'd roll their shorts up. And I'm like, holy mackerel, you know. And so I, with Emily, I would say, okay, I'm going to get you these shorts. But if you get on that bus with these shorts unrolled, you're telling me this is how I'm wearing my shorts all day. So if you roll them up when you get to school, that's dishonest. Because I saw those clothes and I approved those clothes. 
and then you are being dishonest if you roll them up. So I am telling her about my lesson today, and I go, yeah, and then I'm going to have to talk about how you imply, oh, the shorts. I mean, she remembered that vividly because it was such a big deal. But you know what? Then when she got into high school, I didn't have to have that conversation again. She got into middle school. I didn't say to her, I didn't have to talk about clothes. She knew. You walk out of my house in those clothes, then you're telling me that's what I'm wearing all day. Because we've already had the discussion. We've already talked about what honesty is and where the bar is. And I don't care what everybody else wears. They're not my responsibility. You are. And so I'm going to find out, and you'll sleep better. (laughs) There you go. Um, Okay, so I'm going to do a few what ifs. Okay, here's the deal. Don't ask a question that you already know the answer to. If you already know your child did it, don't set them up to lie. Don't, don't, if you already know, just address it. Don't ask a question you already know the answer to. For instance, that illustration I gave, the kid has cookie crumbs all over his face. Don't say, did you eat the cookie? Just say, you ate the cookie, you have consequences. Because now you're giving them opportunities to lie. You, we know their reflection is going to be, their refl- reflex is going to be self-preservation. So don't, don't set them up. Don't set them up for that. Go ahead and just address it as it is. Also, it's wise to teach them. Sometimes telling the truth is hard. Sometimes telling the truth is the harder decision, but I believe you can do it. I believe you're strong enough, even if you're the only one in your group to speak up. I believe in you, and I believe that you're strong enough. Go ahead and acknowledge that telling the truth is difficult because we all know it is sometimes. It's difficult, but it's right. And God will always reward the right way. And your life will always work out better if you do the right thing. If you have a child who is consistently lying or shading the truth and you're like, wow, I've never really thought about it this way. It's a great opportunity to sit them down and to older child, um, elementary, middle school, high school even. Hey, you know what? I have noticed that we have a pattern going on here. And um, our bar is here, honesty. And I want you to understand that your life is going to work better if you put the bar here. It's harder sometimes, but it's the best thing for you. And so we're going to help you get there. And so you address it together. And you go, okay, so now when I find out that you're dishonest or mishonest, you go ahead with the definitions, let them understand what that is. And so here are the consequences. What do you think the consequences should be? Involve them in the process. And so go ahead and have your system ready. That removes the emotion. Because now we have a plan. And so now, oh, buddy, remember, you said you, we were going to address it. And so now you have a consequence because that was not honest. Boom, move on. We're not going to dwell on it. It's just very matter of fact. It's just part of our life. Um, but you, you have to guard that bar. What if I can't tell if it's the truth? And that's hard. That is tough because, I mean, it's not like you have you know, video cameras everywhere they go or that you, and you have one kid saying one thing, one kid saying another thing, and this is what you do. You know what? I know that you know honesty is the best, and I have no reason not to believe you right now. So I'm going to believe you. And then you move on, and you go, God, please give me another opportunity if he is being untruthful for me to see it and address it. But if he's being truthful, let him be rewarded for it. And you move on. Don't beat yourself up if you can't tell what happened. I mean, if you don't know, you, I, I'm going to choose to believe you because I know that you believe that's important. And if you're not telling me the truth, what? You won't sleep well. Mm-hmm. That's right. So go ahead. and mm, No, but seriously, um, I, I do think it's important to be ready for that and to say, I have no reason not to believe you. Now, 
Okay, you can get into some major family. Let's say these two family friends have been best friends, and this child says this, and this child says this. I have to be willing to believe that even my awesome kids could be dishonest. And so I'm not going to tell my friend, well, I believe my child over your child. I'm going to say, you know what? I love our relationship, and I want you to know that I, I um, believe your child. I believe my child. We don't know, and so how can we move forward? You may get to that point. But the, the important thing is um, to just say it and then move on because you could linger there. It can ruin friendships. Um, try to move past that. Um, <clears throat> always praying. Always praying for wisdom and discernment. Wisdom, discernment, and common sense. God, help me see what is real. I want to deal with the real. Help me see what is real and give me the courage to address it. Everything that we equip our kids for is to equip them for adulthood. All of this pirate parenting stuff. Are you thinking, good grief, man, I'm going to be doing this all the time. You will for a season. You will for a season. But your goal is to really enjoy that adult child. Your goal is for that adult child to really enjoy his full life with his relationship with God and his relationship with his parents and his friends and his co-workers. you got to have that long-term vision. Is it, are you, do you have to be relentless? Yes. Pull out those little weeds. Just pull it out. It's just part of our daily routine. Pull them out and then move on. Yes, we can let it slide, but sometimes you gotta, you're going to have to pull out the chainsaw. <laughs> You know, if you don't address the little weeds. But it's so possible, and it's so worth it. This pirate parenting thing is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the faint of heart, but it is so, so, so worth it. Authority, responsibility, gratitude, and honesty. What is my approach toward those four principles? And then how am I equipping my children with those four principles? The goal is to just clarify, to simplify. To, not to add to your to-do list but to help you be intentional in those conversations that you're already having. God is good. You will mess up, but he will fill in the gaps. He does not command or expect perfection. He does expect participation from you, and he will give you what you need. So let's pray. God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you, God, for your clarity in your word about the significance of honesty. God, I thank you that you will help us see what is real and that you will give us the courage to address it. I ask right now, God, that you encourage every mom here, that you encourage that she can do it. It is her responsibility. It is her privilege. It is her blessing from you. But she doesn't have to do it alone. She doesn't have to do it alone, God. We are so grateful for that assurance. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen.